This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 perfect champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. We're back on the block with Stricken Bach. But it's not Bach. It is, and it has been for some time now. Nate Brennan, a.k.a. Nate Diggy Dog, has been here with me this whole time. It has been a wonderful It's been a wonderful run right now so far. I mean, the text line has been, been rolling. Yeah. It has been a great run. We've been having a wonderful time. But we're going to dig into something right now. And, and you know what? I think this is going to be – this is going to be – we're going to actually start from the back end of it. I mean, because literally there's so much that we can touch on right now. For the listeners that are listening out there, we're definitely going to want to hear from you on the Honda Lincoln Hotline at 402-464-5685 because this is something that literally – I mean, it, it, it's a, it's, it's a numeral, n- numerical countdown, but – there's so many topics and so many people that we can discuss in this specific topic that we're going to mm-hmm. dump into right now that ultimately we are going to talk about the best individual seasons that didn't result in an NL, I'm sorry, NFL MVP award. And so we're going to talk about players that had tremendous seasons deserving of the highest of honors but ultimately were snubbed for some reason or another that they were not able to get it done i mean you can look at the seasons of like eric dickerson when he went nuts for 2000 plus yards i mean we can start there i mean you can talk about randall cunningham when he was with the vikings and he had (laughs) one of the best i think receivers of all time in randy moss there in 98 where he just fed Randy with deep ball after deep ball, and they were just they were going nuts. He ends up, um, you know, with a what fourteen starts um, in '97. They went nine and nine and seven, but then when Cunningham and Moss got to got together in '98, a fifteen and one record, mm-hmm. and he broke a fifteen year old scoring record in that combination of 556 points in a season. Now, don't, don't, you, I don't know what you're looking at in that specific instance. Okay, maybe, they, they, maybe because they didn't win it all, but ultimately that's not what matters. It's not about who wins it all. It's really about who put in that work, and that is a work. But here, understand this. Who is he going against in that specific season? I'm just getting it started. This isn't where the ultimately we're going to land, but this is just getting it started. Just, just to wet your whistle, just to <laughs> give you a little taste bud, put, just, just to put a little appetizer in your mouth while you're sitting there for the entree being ready to drop on you, okay? But who won the MVP that season? 
It was Terrell Davis at Denver who had a 2,000-yard season, and he clinched the MVP honors. But that was a huge competition there. uh, Moss had – not Moss, but um, Cunningham, 3,700 yards and 34 touchdowns. Tremendous season just came up short. That's just an idea. Where would you like to go? Because, I mean, there are some defensive players that possibly could have won it. I hate that it seemingly has always been a quarterback. But, again, another thing I'm going to throw out to the text line and to you, will we ever see a running back win the honor again? That's the big question that I think is the the $1 million question because I think the the glaringly obvious choice for me would be Eric Dickerson in 1984 still holds the all-time rushing record for 2,105 rushing yards in a season, still has not been passed, and you don't win the NFL MVP? That is a little bit interesting to me I believe every other 2,000 yard rusher in NFL history I think OJ Simpson maybe not but the other seven that have ran for 2,000 yards have all won the MVP outside of Derrick Henry I'm not sure if he quite got to the 2,000 mark um we, we'd have to look into that but Eric Dickerson's the one that sticks out for me the most and I think that kind of goes off of your question Strick is if Derrick Henry couldn't do it in 2020, and Texter says right here, Derrick Henry 2020, if he couldn't do it then, I don't think it's ever going to happen again. I really, mm-hmm. The way the NFL is structured, and I don't see it changing anytime soon, where it's an air it out, let the quarterbacks throw 30, 40, maybe 50 times a game, with that being the landscape of football and kind of not losing the aspect of running the football, but it's it's definitely a different game. I don't see it happening. I don't I'm, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either, but I think something that sticks out to me is one of the greatest quarterbacks to not win it and to four times come in second in, in MVP voting. You want to know who that is? Who's that? Randall Cunningham. Really? <laughs> it's like he puts up the numbers. He did it in he did it in uh, Minnesota. Randall he Cunningham was in, nice in Philly. Yeah, and in in nineteen ninety, you know, he comes he he comes in the, uh, Philly. He comes in second to Joe Montana, um, but he only received eighteen votes to uh, uh, Montana's twenty six. So he was right there. Um, he had thirty four hundred and sixty six yards passing but almost 1,000 yards rushing, 942 yards, and comes up short. 30 touchdowns, passing, five rushing, and he was second to Moon in, in, uh, in touchdowns. Uh, and the defense was mediocre. I mean, it was in the middle of the pack, and yet he still uh, put them out there. I, I feel bad for him. Like, to put up the kind of numbers he was putting up four times to come up second as a quarterback. Yeah, that's you – know I mean? uh, I'm curious, like, if he was in a different era, if maybe that would be be looked at it kind of the same way. Because this is uh, mine's more kind of recency bias. And then Texter brings up Chris Johnson, 2009. That was the next one that I was going to bring up too. Is that he set the NFL record for scrimmage yards with 2,509? Like, this this is my thing when I look at running backs. If you're setting some kind of record, or if you're doing something that's been done so rarely that that's all the talk about. Because like, I'm looking back at at Derrick Henry, and he did. 
get the 2000 mark clip 2027 rushing yards 17 touchdowns like if you're doing something that is considered unfathomable that's been done so few times Chris Johnson you're setting records yes. for all purpose yards in a season yes. and you're not getting the MVP it just is is very very mind blowing to me and and it just makes me think like Let's go down the list of um, what about JJ Watt in ni- nineteen ninety four? Another thing, they're not going to give it to a defensive player. I just you're not going to give it to and, a, and, they, and they, snubbed, they should. Aaron Donald, they snubbed Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald been too. snubbed a couple times too. Yeah, yeah, no, I I completely agree, and I don't think they're ever going to give it to. Uh, let's see the last time. Uh, the last time a defensive player won the MVP would have Ed been, Reed got uh, snubbed too that year with all the interceptions that he had. Um, I want to wow. say it was the year when, when uh, 2004, when uh, that Baltimore Ravens team was yes. just absolutely stifling. Ray Lewis, too. And yeah. uh, number six defense, and he had, uh, what, intercepted nine times, returning them for a then record almost 400 yards at 360. Well, That's my thing. When yards, you're setting records like that, I just crazy. don't understand how you can't how you can't 106 win. 106-yard so, pick six. The last time Come a on, defensive somebody. player won, I'm going to have you try and guess it, in 1986, text line 402-464-5685. The hey, last time hey, a defensive player won, 1986. I'll give away a strict, stricky picture for who – now, don't go look it up. Don't if Google. You don't the Google. Google if, you, if I can tell you use the Google, you will not win this award. <laughs> so you're giving away a picture? I'll give away a picture. Signed picture. Picture or Dallas Mavericks picture. Dallas, so signed Dallas Mavericks picture. Who was the last defensive player to win the league MVP? Ooh, we have some text lines coming in. It is not Richard Dent, so everyone that is responding, Richard Dent. All right, we have a texter that has it right. I guess uh, I will go ahead and make sure they I text them so they know. Who is the answer? In 1986, do you know? 86? Uh, I'm going to say Reggie White. It was Lawrence Taylor. Ooh, the was giant. the last time in 1986 was the last time wow. that a defensive player won the MVP. And the last time, and this is, now this is bizarre, is the last running back to win the MVP was in 2012. You know who that was. Unreal season, like mind blowing season. 212? 2012. Oh, shoot. Think Vikings. That's. It was. Vikings. Oh, um, um, Oklahoma. Yes. Um, Oklahoma. It's all the tip of your tongue. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Oh. You know Talk this. to me. You know, no, you know it. I'm I not, know it. I can't. I no, just, I can't. It won't get off my lips. Oh, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson was the last running back. And before he went nuts. that, he, he went did. nuts, bro. And you got to think, before that, it was in 2006 where your your hands were tied. You had to give it to him. Was Ladanian Tomlinson. Tomlinson. And I'm going to ask you this then. So that how, was my. How did Megatron not win it in 212? Megatron was. That was, a, that was a travesty that they took it from him. Especially how bad that team was, too. That'll be. And that was my tiebreaker question, Strick. So in 2006, one of my favorite players, LaDainian Tomlinson, was set an NFL record for rushing touchdowns in a season. The last running back to win the MVP outside of Adrian Peterson in 2012. How many touchdowns did he run for? This It's still a record Adrian? today. It's No. LaDainian Tomlinson oh. still holds the record for most rushing touchdowns. 28. 28, boom. You know what, I'm gonna, you know, for that, 
Give me shakalaka. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you. Yeah. Give me a hell yeah. Hell Twenty-eight rushing touchdowns. Yeah. You think? Uh, now let me ask you this: In the quarterback-driven league that it is today, twenty-eight touchdowns for running back does that get you the MVP? That was when he was in um, in San Diego, right? That yeah. team was good too. Yeah, that Phil was a good Rivers. team. That was a good team. Antonio Ooh, Gates man. and God rest his soul, man. One of the best linebackers to do it. Junior Seau. Junior yeah. Seau. Yeah, no, that was that was very sad. Uh, dealt with a lot of concussions, a lot of uh, CTE issues, but. I think at 28, that's where the line would be drawn that you would have to give it to uh, running back. I don't – but this is the other thing, too. If you're going to give it to a running back, do you think wins and losses goes into it? Because they do it, it for the quarterbacks, they, they but do. does a running back, it doesn't matter. I don't think so. I mean, well, I mean, look, I, I, I it's hard because the value of the player – like, that's why they didn't give it to Calvin Johnson – because he was on a four and twelve team, right? You know what I mean. And the lines always stink, but the numbers—that's the thing that I—I I think this is kind of disappointing—is that you still are value. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like for example, let, let's be real. I'm going to put this on the text line right now, and this is a debate. We're about to spark this line and make it hot because the block is hot. This is where it gets hot. Okay. There's two running backs, one up far north, one in the far south, and they usually play every Thanksgiving. And one is by the name, is an Oklahoma uh, player by the name of Barry Sanders. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. And another one is a Florida Gator by the name of Emmitt Smith. Now, here's the debate. Emmitt Smith breaks the record of all-time rushing. Barry Sanders is on the verge of doing that mm-hmm. in a shorter time, had more breath in his in his lungs he to did. get it done, shut it down. Now, even with that, Sauter Heyman text line is hot. 402-464-5685. Now, if Barry Sanders was given the line that Emmett Smith was having, does Barry Sanders blow? the record out of the water because the stuff he was able to do with no line, Emmett Smith had four all pros and I think maybe three hall of famers help, help me to understand. Does, does Barry Sanders destroy the, the record? I think he would probably beat the record from what I've gathered. Again, this is before my time from what I've gathered. Barry Sanders was probably the best running back to ever step on a football field. Unfortunately, he played for the Detroit Lions. I think a lot of it, too, is culture in the team you play for. I think if you plucked Barry Sanders and put him on that Cowboys offense. Oh, Lord. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, That that would have been a dynasty of the grandest proportions. Because if you can't, for me, if you can't, like Emmitt was good. Emmitt, Emmitt hit holes. Ran one cut guy, got downfield, and made stuff happen. He wasn't gonna blow the doors off of you. He wasn't like Bo Jackson that if he hit if he hit the the corner or the edge, you were going you down. were done. <laughs> you were going <laughs> you down. Were and if he saw you as a safety, he might have ran you over and kept going, right? He wasn't that guy. But he would ran his butt off, he ran hard, he hit the holes, he got the job done. Think about 
how awesome, you know, what Novak and, and, and um, you know, shoot, um, Michael Irving and all the receivers that came through there at that time, how even much more greater they would have been with the danger that Barry Sanders posed. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, Troy Aikman probably would have broke records. <laughs> just yeah. with play action. Just by playing with Barry Sanders. It, it's an interesting conversation, too, because this is not the only Lions player at the 70. You look at Calvin Johnson. I think if you put Calvin Johnson on a formidable franchise oh. and you extend his career, he, put goes, him down with as the best, he goes down as the Ooh. best receiver to ever play the game of football. Ooh. And I don't think there's even a discussion about it. As dominant as he was, another guy that retired early. It's, it's yeah. almost like playing for the Lions is a death sentence. It is a death sentence. Except for Stafford. Stafford got away, though. Stafford got away. Stafford was like uh, the undertaker. He like was in the grave. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he comes to life, and, and he's, he's just risen. dominating now, people. First he's year, he's, he's like the Undertaker, uh, bro. Wins Super Bowl, probably a Hall of Famer. Uh, we're getting to the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Again, no producer today, so please be respectful. Just know that you are live on the radio. Who are we talking to right now? Chris. Chris, what's on your mind? Hey, well, yeah, I I, lo- I do love Barry Sanders. I'm not a big Emmett guy. Emmett never had to worry about hitting anybody until about seven yards downfield. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but Barry... I don't think a good offense. And he did have a Hall of Famer on his offensive line, Lomas Brown. Um, he didn't have a crappy line like Walter Payton had. He, he's my guy. Um, but uh, I, I saw Barry Sanders a lot of times pass up wide open holes or bounce out of them and go elsewhere. I mean, I, he wasn't a guy that followed blocks, really. He was a uh, weird Weird running back, and that's why I mean, as much as like how exciting he was and everything, you couldn't count on him on the goal line because he might lose seven yards. Um, and they didn't use him very much on the goal line. Um, but uh, I mean, he was probably the most exciting back. Um, but I, I don't know that a, that he would have benefited from a great offensive line because he didn't really use them. Well, I mean, I think to yeah, me... Yeah, thanks, thanks for the call, Chris. We appreciate it. I, I think for me that when I watch certain games, he, he's right. Um, but also, they ran a lot of kind of uh, shotgun, um, pistol. Mm-hmm. So he had to kind of find it a lot. It was a lot of zone read, not zone read like where you there are today but it was a lot of zone blocking type stuff so in zone blocking holes don't present themselves you know it wasn't like trap blocking or right. it, 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 it not stuff like that holes didn't present themselves the same way in zone blocking and that's pretty much what I saw their scheme of blocking was so he had to find it and so therefore for him when guys are in your face half the time, yeah, one 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 lineman, but shoot, there's a lot of terrible ones mm-hmm. that there were a lot of times where he would take a four yard loss, three yard loss, jump cut, still have two <laughs> spin moves, in his face, hurdle, and then break yeah. hundred yards, right. you know, or fifty, sixty yards. So I think there's there's a little bit of that. I think if you presented holes to Barry Sanders, he hits the holes because you can yeah. see that at Oklahoma State. You go back and watch his Oklahoma State stuff. Beast, man, you you see him, he hits holes. So it, I, I don't know if I can totally agree. It, it's fascinating that he says that though, because I'm looking at his touchdown totals, and you'd think by as many rushing yards as he has, 
he would have more touchdowns. 1980, 1994, perfect example. He ran for over 1,800 yards, but only seven rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So I, th- there might be something to say for that just out of the fact that he didn't get the opportunities on the goal line, didn't score as well, many rushing touchdowns. Well, their offense wasn't built crazy. for that because right. they were a piss. They weren't. They weren't like I, you know, I formation set up. They didn't have a Moose Johnston that was kind of leading the way for him. You know what I mean? Their their offense was just different. It was actually unique for its time because a lot of offenses in that time were very pro style. Right. It was, so it, it was it was kind of a unique style that they ran, but yeah, you can see why they wouldn't have too much. I got a couple interesting texts for you, Strick, to hear what you have to say. Again, this was a little bit before my time, so I, I can only really go off of highlights and, and word of mouth, and from what I've heard, Barry Sanders was probably the best running back to step on the football field, but uh, that's up for interpretation. Texter Jeremy in Lincoln, Northeast, uh, Jeremy in Northeast Lincoln says, the question isn't what Barry would have been, but what would Emmett Smith have been on the Lions in John's rebuttal? He also says on the text line, Emmett Smith played in Detroit. He's not even a Hall of Famer. I so agree. That's the question. That's is, what I'm, that's if you what put I'm Emmett about. Smith on Detroit, what kind of situation? That's are you what I'm. At? That's what I'm alluding to. In, in essence, I'm not. I'm. I'm not trying to change the dynamic of the greatness of both of those. I'm. That. That's what I'm alluding to. Is that switch right there? How would that have changed things for each other? Yes, I was focused on Barry, but you're right, man. That's deep. I don't know how that would. I don't know how that fares out for for Emmett Smith's career. We're not saying. I would say Emmett Smith is obviously one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. But it's it's very interesting to see if you put anyone from those Detroit again. Calvin Johnson's a perfect example because we never saw it either. We saw what happened with Matt Stafford when he left Detroit. He won a Super Bowl in the first year that he left. Like, it, it just, <laughs> literally the first year that he leaves and he's put in a competent franchise, he wins immediately. And he turns Cooper immediately. Cup into, like... Cooper Cup's the best receiver in the really NFL. Right now. <laughs> and it's just, I, I, I wish we were able to see Barry Sanders. And Calvin Johnson's the one that really stinks because he retired at, what, 32 years old or whatever. I mean, it was he was certainly in a position where I don't think he should have been retiring, and that was pretty sad to me. Well, he, he was stuck in a contract that wouldn't let him go. And so at the end of the day, you're like, Peace. See ya. See ya. I'm out. Hey, we're on the block. It is hot. It is hot outside, too. But 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. A lot of stuff going on right here. Great conversation. We'll be right back to continue it on the block right after this.